everyone and welcome to the Burgess podcast, the show where we are opening up conversations about life at sea, discussing hot topics within the industry, as well as offering mental health support and promoting well-being for crew. We also have our very own in-house recruitment team, so if you or anyone you know is currently looking for a new position, please send your updated CV to recruitment at burgessyachts.com or check out our recruitment posts on Instagram at Burgess Yacht Crew. Hello, uh, my name's Lorena and welcome to the next in our series on diversity. Last month we had a really great chat with Jenny Matthews from She of the Sea where we started looking at the topic of gender equality. Uh, We covered the definitions of gender, diversity, equality and also why it's so important that we learn from each other on these topics. But today I wanted to start looking at acceptance and respect, what it looks like and the impact it can have on our mental well-being, and ultimately how this can promote a positive working environment. And joining me today is the wonderful Corrine Rayson, who many of you will know as the crew coach. With a psychology degree and her experience as a crew member, Corrine developed the crew coach, an amazing educational platform and support network for crew. Hey, Corrine, thank you so much for joining us. How are you? I'm well, thank you, Lorena, and thank you for such a lovely intro. I don't think uh, I've had such a beautiful intro like that before, so much appreciated. Thank you. I'm very flattered. You're very well thought of in the industry, Karine. So, um, yeah, it's an absolute honour to have you here. So, uh, yeah, thank you for taking the time out. Um, can you just, uh, I think, just to start off with, just give us a, a little background about your time in the yachting industry and your work with the crew coach? Sure. So it was over a decade now since I worked as a crew member on various vessels and I moved from the super yacht industry into prison. And that normally gets people's ears, uh, eyes light up and like, what? Did you just say prison? I'm like, yes, prison. So I spent a lot of time in prison, in maximum security jails, facilitating educational programs and providing counselling. It was quite the experience. I wish I wrote a book, but the parallels between the super yacht industry and prison is quite uncanny. We make reference to the golden handcuffs and obviously in prison, you lose your sense of freedom. So you get told when you're going to eat, when you're going to have a visit, etc. what you're going to wear. And it's the same in our industry. So I felt that I wanted to make more of an impact and I investigated and realized that the same issues that I experienced as crew still existed today. So I was like, right, let's get amongst it and let me try my best to make a positive impact in our industry. And I have absolutely loved it. I'm very lucky to be able to do what I love every single day. Oh, amazing. And I love how much passion you have for your job. And what an incredible connection you've made between the yachting industry and prison. It's something I've never really thought about before. But yeah, I guess the effects of isolation, being away from your loved ones, it's it's all very similar, isn't it? So interesting. So we're here to talk about acceptance and respect. Can we talk about terminology? What do we mean by acceptance? The first word that comes to mind when I think acceptance is inclusivity. So accepting differences. And I think that's so hard when 
we have a melting pot of various cultures when working on board because we see our world through our own lens and it's very hard to consider other people's lenses. And if you don't have the right training in terms of leadership skills, cultural awareness and diversity and um, cross-cultural communication, then acceptance can be very, very difficult. Yeah. And, you know, it's about accepting people for who they are because we're different, isn't it? You know, we we all act differently, solve problems differently, uh, show our emotions differently. But acceptance doesn't mean that we have to agree with someone else's viewpoint, right? It's not about changing people's minds. It's more about respecting someone else's opinions. I agree. But also, I think it's okay to gently challenge someone. Mm. But it does require an ability to actively listen. And I think pausing, because if we pause, then we're less likely to become reactive in the situation. Yeah, because these topics can be quite challenging for some people. Um, For example, changing terminology can lead to a lack of confidence, which in the end makes people feel uncomfortable about having these conversations. Uh, Discussions can become heated, uh, especially when there are differing political or religious beliefs. Yeah, absolutely. So I think with acceptance requires a particular skill set, and I'm referring to soft skills over hard skills, and that comes with self-awareness and curiosity, I think, is a really important Mm -hmm. one. Because if we're curious, we're going to ask the right questions, and that builds understanding. And then that can lead towards compromise. Yeah. And learning from each other because, you know, I find other people's lives so interesting and that's how we learn to be more accepting. Absolutely. And it's interesting because I spoke to a client of mine a couple of years ago now and she's Russian and she was saying how when she would go up and down the stairs to the top deck and if she passed one of the deck crew, they would say a sarcastic remark like, thank you because she didn't say thank you for them stepping aside but and she said in her culture they didn't say thank you and please every five seconds and she feels in the western culture it's like all the time it's like please thank you please thank you and then from our perspective we take offense like oh how rude they're so short so it's really is about having a conversation around difference yeah we're all very easily offended aren't we (laughs) (laughs) So um, what what benefits uh, can yachts expect to see when practicing acceptance? Um, I would say less conflict. I would say better communication, high crew morale, and a big one would be resilience, increased resilience and well-being, and then obviously a decrease in turnover because hopefully you'll see more harmonious teams. Yeah. And what is, so um, looking at the other side, what is the impact, likely impact of a, of a lack of acceptance? The impact of a lack of acceptance, I think, obviously would be geared towards the opposite. So you would have more conflict, which would lead to a toxic environment. And what's so sad about this is that it actually does bleed into the guest area. So it's energy. And it might be a heavy, heavy negative energy and people can feel that. So 
You could see bullying, gossiping, ignoring um, is a big one and people don't see it as bullying. And another one is publicly shaming. So I hear of a lot of crew using WhatsApp groups or radio announcements and putting someone down publicly, which is an awful thing to do. So then yeah, you will obviously see increased anxiety and maybe depression as a result of those sort of behaviours. And also isolation. I remember talking to a crew member a little while ago who had just joined a yacht and she was the only person in her team from her ethnic group. Uh, there was a clique on board and of course that meant she struggled to feel accepted, which meant that she was feeling really isolated and lonely and it was just awful for her. That's a really good point, Lorena, because I had a message on Instagram yesterday where the crew member is South African and she said the rest of her crew is Italian and they obviously all speak Italian. Now yeah. we're talking about acceptance. I think if you are bilingual, I think the preference would be to speak English because obviously that links into inclusivity. So, I mean, we've just touched on it there, uh, one idea, but in terms of fostering an environment of acceptance on board, what what do people need to do? How do we foster that environment? How do we encourage that? I'd say number one, understanding yourself. So self-leadership. And that's quite a tricky one to get your head around because you're like, I spent so much time with myself. I know myself better than anyone else. But I tell you now that you will have some blind spots. So people will see things in you that you don't see in yourself. So you don't recognize it within yourself. How do you discover these blind spots is through asking for feedback. So in my three month leadership course, I get the crew to send out a questionnaire, a survey to current and past um, employees or crew members to get an idea about their leadership style and how they communicate or how do they deal with conflict so that they have specific areas that they can work on. And I don't like calling them weaknesses. I rather refer to areas of growth. So I think that's number one, understanding yourself, self-leadership. And then I would say promoting a culture of feedback within the teams and that comes with two-way communication. So obviously in a hierarchical structure like yachting, it's very top-down, but as leaders, we need to be open to receiving feedback from the team members. Yeah. Yeah, and then going back to what I mentioned before about education, so cross-cultural awareness training and communication, leadership training, all of those are fabulous in terms of really bolstering your leadership and also creating a healthy environment on board yeah yeah Uh, one of the things that I learned about myself is and something that I'm working on is my listening skills Um, it's saying to you earlier that my brain is always working at 100 miles an hour and so when I'm having a conversation I'm always thinking about the next thing or or um, you know thinking about what I'm having for dinner tonight or I forgot to get something out of the freezer or thinking about work or and to to really um focus on now to be really present and you know really engage and listen is is actually such a such a good skill and something that I think many of us have lost 
Absolutely. So that what you're referring to there is called active listening. And I get the students, which is quite tricky to think about a really personal but juicy story, because what we find ourselves doing is exactly what you're referring to. Our mind just wanders. And then we're going on a tangent in our own imagination of what this picture actually looks like. And then we've stopped listening. So yeah. it's being able to, as you said, be very present in the moment, but then using those skills of clarification and summarizing so that you're staying on point with what is being said. Yeah, and surely has to be a good skill for practicing acceptance as well, because it's about engaging with people, truly listening without judgment and letting go of the need to put your point across first. Um, so respect, moving on to respect, what do we mean by respect? I would say that it doesn't come with rank. So it doesn't matter how many stripes you have on your epaulets, it is earned. And it's about, I think, importantly, not abusing your power or your rank to assert influence. People feel respected. They're more likely to follow you. You can't make someone follow you. You can't make someone respect you. So it all comes in action. So often we say about your values, having it on, let's say, the crew mess wall or the, in the office for everyone to see. If you're not seeing those values in action, you're going to lose respect. So it's really following through with what you have to say and do. So I think that's really, really important. And one of the... Uh, most sincere forms of respect is back to what I was saying earlier is about listening actually listening to what someone has to say when you listen patiently you're allowing the person to be heard and understood you give yourself space to understand someone else's perspective and ultimately helps you to earn the trust of that person yes and what you are alluding to there is a very specific type of leadership style and Management and leadership are two different things. So the particular style of leadership we want to see is servant leadership and transformational leadership. So it's not seeing the crew member as a crew member. It's seeing the crew member as an individual. So treating them as an individual, understanding what their needs are, their desires are, their hopes, and utilizing that to reach the common goal of the vessel. And you can still have, you can still tackle difficult conversations, can't you? As as long as you do it diplomatically and tactfully. Mm. Um, you don't, like we said earlier, you don't have to agree with other people's ideas or beliefs, You but you can still form friendships and alliances and feel proud of your individuality. But you've just got to, going back to that important word, show respect when you have these conversations. Mm. Yeah, so it's looking at not only the words that are coming out of your mouth, but the tone and the gestures, it's it's really complex. There's Mm -hmm. many intricate things that are associated with leadership, which obviously a huge topic is respect, but it takes a lot of work to get to that point. And that's why I said it definitely earned. Yeah. So what does disrespect look like? I would say you would see it in, again, a toxic environment. What it looks like is probably manipulation, broken down communication. um, I would say fractured relationships. 
and aggression. You might see inappropriate behaviors like assault, whether physical, verbal. And going back to what we were talking about earlier, when we were talking about exclusion, excluding someone from a communication, a WhatsApp group, or making jokes at someone else's expense, whether it's to do with someone's cultural beliefs, racial identity, sexual orientation. At the end of the day, everyone deserves to feel comfortable and safe at work. And in these cases, it's just not happening. Um, uh, can we talk a, a little bit about values? Uh, now, simply put, I know that these are the things that are important to us, our beliefs, the way we live, work, dress, and these can be based on traditions and cultural beliefs. So these can look very different for everyone, can't they? Yeah, it's okay to have a different value. And value is a huge word or, to con- or even terminology to conceptualize. So see it as a, a pizza. I might like ham and pineapple. You might like Parma ham and rockets doesn't mean that my pizza is better than yours. It's just different. And you value one pizza over the other, and that's totally okay. So an example I can share with you in prison where this notion came alive for me was I was teaching and someone had missed a lesson. So I said to Jonathan, would you mind sharing your work with Sally because she missed the class? And my value is helping others. His wasn't. And he said, no. And I thought, oh, how rude. He's not a nice person. But I learned later his value was confidentiality. And that doesn't make him a bad person. He just values confidentiality and that's okay. And that's why it's important to accept other people's different belief systems and values as well. And not automatically believe that it's an aggressive stance against you or take it personally it's that individual's right to their own belief system correct correct so you can't impose your values on others I think it's important to explore and again be curious to understand what individual crew members values are because I think it's really going to help in building healthy relationships because that's where conflict arises is when you don't communicate difference or you don't communicate what your values are. And another example in the prison where our new manager told us to move offices for about six months and none of us did. The one For the one lady, she had been in her office for 10 years and she had accumulated too many things. For me, it just didn't seem practical, the reasons why. And I thought it was a waste and t- waste of time and I value time and efficiency. And for him, how did he personalize it? Being disrespectful. He's the manager, so we should listen to him and we should obey his command. So when we he called a meeting and he shouted at us, he was livid. He was so angry. And I said, Alex, it sounds like to me you feel disrespected because I was able to sit back observe and think "Mm, let me put myself in his shoes and that's empathy what is he feeling right now and when I said disrespected he calmed down immediately and he said yes I feel disrespected and then we could start talking about it so as a 
as an individual, as a crew member, if you are in that moment of, for example, feeling disrespected, how do you deal with that moment where you, you know, you're engaging in a conversation, you've hit that feeling? How, how do you manage that? The go-to is using assertive communication, uh, owning the feeling, and then saying what you would like to happen instead. But obviously sharing a bit of insight into why you feel disrespected without mm. casting blame. From our conversation, uh, what I've taken away from it is uh, the way we treat each other helps define the type of workplace that we want. And we all have value as human beings. And with the right approach, our differences can improve our experience at work and enhance what we can achieve together. But to do this, we need to create that environment where everyone feels welcomed, fairly treated, fully supported, um, and ensure it's about prioritizing mutual respect. 100%. Couldn't have said it better myself. Fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think we could talk about this for hours, Corinne, but mm -hmm. um, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to talk to us and to share your learnings. So glad we had the chance to talk to you about this. And uh, yeah, thank you so much and uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks, Corinne. My pleasure. Thank you.